You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another edition of Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism, only on AmericasWebRadio.com. We've got uh, a really cool show today, a guest that had been on... um, Hell, it's probably been a year now, but uh, certainly several months ago, Melissa, Melissa Leellen uh, gets to come back and follow up on her, um, I guess, the I don't want to know if it's a vacation, but the TV show Naked and Afraid. And no, I'm not describing the Democrat debate process last year when we had Bernie and Hillary up. The TV show on Discovery Channel where it uh, puts it pits two folks together, usually a male and a female. I don't know if I've ever seen same sex on this show or not. I've watched it several times, but it puts them in some remote jungle with no clothes and only a couple of items that one would recognize from home, usually some kind of mechanism to be able to start a fire and a blade of some sort so you can cut wood. And then they basically say, have fun in the woods for the next three weeks and uh, good luck. And uh, it's pretty. It's a fascinating show. And when I saw that uh, Melissa was going to be on it last year, I thought, "Hey, we got to get this gal on the show so we can talk about it. See, you know how she thought that it would be a good idea for her to go down to the jungles of Panama." And uh, it really turned out to have a happy ending. So, uh, very excited to hear some some of the details about it. Um, and she should be here in studio with us uh, f- uh, during the next segment. But very excited to have her uh, uh, returning because a lot of times we'll have a guest on, or not not this show. This show always follows up. We always follow up with every guest. But other shows will have guests on, and then you know it sounds like a great story, or they'll do a tease or something, and then they never follow up. So you never know what that'll happen not true in this case we're going to find out exactly what happened so been a busy busy month the uh the russia investigation against donald trump and paul manafort et al uh looks like it may be backfiring a little bit on the democrats you can't spell criminal investigation without c l i n t o n and we may finally have something to stick on the Clinton crime family syndicate that will last for a long time. They are uh, right now investigating the brother of John Podesta, who was the campaign chairman for Hillary Clinton's failed presidential effort, um, and investigating some of his ties to uh, the uh, Russian government, the uranium that was sold as part of... uh, under the auspices of uh, Hillary Clinton's Secretary of State. It's a pretty complex case, but there looks like a lot, and I mean a lot of evidence, uh, including witnesses that have been silenced by the Obama administration that are trying to get gag orders lifted. I mean, it's, it's a pretty dramatic story and also shows how depraved and corrupt the Clinton family was in selling our secrets and our worth to foreign entities. We were... Um, How about 20% of our uranium? Well, that, I would call that a, a some of our secrets and some of our value, wouldn't I? Wouldn't you? How much did we get for that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, the numbers are still being tabulated. Did we get anything? Not in our knowledge. But, I, I mean, uh, the thought... It me, curdles... Me, like you said, that's a treasonous offense. That, that's like giving gunpowder to the British. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, I mean Benedict Arnold. You remember that yeah. name, right? So I, I think that's yeah. So and there's no statute of limitations on treason. I just wanted to throw that out there as well. So while cool. while the Democrats are getting all excited about some very vague Russian collusion, maybe the Russians bought some Facebook ads and it changed a couple of votes. We have pretty serious evidence that the government run by Obama and Hillary Clinton was undermined completely by the very same people running the government and selling a lot of stuff to Russia. That's called the Russian Reset. That's a different version of Russian Reset than I was expecting. How about you? Okay, now, uranium is a poundage product, right? Yes. So who's driving Russia's trucks over the Pacific to get to us or Atlantic or wherever the hell are to pick up their load. I have no idea. And how are they getting that uranium on boats? Now, isn't there some place in our Constitution or law or something that could say uh, Russia gotcha. You made a bad deal with a bitch. Right. You're shut out of luck. Or, you know. <laughs> I'm glad the FCC isn't guarding this program today. Well, isn't there something in our Constitution that says... uh, That we really don't have to give the uranium to? I would think so. Uh, And right now, House Republicans have said that they have launched new probes into... This is finally what they were supposed to do, was investigate what I consider eight years of a scandal-ridden administration. Obama had the gall to say, oh, eight years, not, not a shred of uh, unconstitutionality or criminality. And I can name five like in the span of ten seconds. And now, finally, the House Republicans are fighting back with some investigations. I mean, they already had Lois Lerner pled the fifth, and uh, Loretta Lynch met with Bill Clinton on the tarmac, and James Comey looks like he's hidden some evidence. I mean, just almost every person that you've seen excoriating Donald Trump is now part of this probe that, uh, like I said, let's see how far the rabbit hole goes, Dave. I hope they got a good proctologist. Well, any of the money, I mean, basically Harvey Weinstein was worth, or Weinstein was worth a ton of money. He spent one week in um, sex therapy in Europe, and apparently he's all cured now. But New York, the city of New York has opened up some kind of conspiracy investigation against him. So he may not exactly be headed home quite as fast as he thought, because why would he, he probably would want to hang out with his buddy Roman Polanski, and maybe Woody Allen can fly out for a long weekend, and they can have themselves a good old time, but, uh, I would say that right now, the Hollywood elite, the the liberal elite, are in a lot of trouble right now. And I think that's a great thing. They've been dictating uh, morals and how we're supposed to live for the past 30, 40 years. And it looks like it's, what do they say, the chickens are coming home to roost? You know, so. I can barely, barely remember... And I can't tell you actually how much I remember and how much was in the history book. But uh, McCarthy was right. You know? Everybody threw rocks at him. And, I mean, he was chastised for saying anything bad about the wonderful actors in Hollywood and all Mm -hmm. that. Back in the... 1950s, and I mean, it's it's just gotten worse. I mean, he had Sean Penn, who was Hugo Chavez's best buddy, and now Venezuela has turned into just a, a human tragedy, 
Really? Um, they are, uh, I, I read something over the weekend, their inflation rate is so high, it could be as much as 720% this year, that they're actually mining Bitcoin. Remember when we had the yeah. cryptocurrency show here? They're mining Bitcoin down there with, uh, you know, they're, I guess they're able to get computers. And apparently power is subsidized still. So they can run these Bitcoin factories down there for like 15 cents a month. So it's it's very interesting, and I've always said this: where there's a will, the free market will find a way. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, all of these, uh, I can argue that they're fiat currencies because they're really not backed by anything except for um, you know the the work involved to actually mine these and make sure the transactions are are actually g- legitimate. But it's not like okay, we've got a bunch of gold stuck in Fort Knox. It is backing this. We don't have a bunch of silver. We don't have any kind of precious metal or alloy uh, that's really backing this. It's just a promise, but it's you know, a hedge against inflation. And Bitcoin is now, I think, worth one coin is worth $6,000. But it really, this thing can have massive swings. This thing can move $500 a day uh, very easily. And you know, even after your friend was in here explaining it. Yeah, you still, are you still confused? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you are you into it? Uh, I'm not. I haven't started mining it yet. I am still learning about it. I'm, I, I guess I'm just confused. It, you know, you have people that are verifying something that's it's an electronic currency, not governed by any one uh, state entity. But for me, it's you know, if you're able to, to if I'm able to get one Bitcoin, I'm probably going to cash it in for six thousand dollars as quick as I could. I just don't know how long you know people will. It, 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 the, in perpetuity, will this be accepted as a value? I don't know, and that's you know part of the research effort that I've been engaged in. To me, it's a deck of cards, a house of cards. You know, but one good win, good. Well, you know, you have all this, you know, computer memory power and servers dedicated to mining it, which basically... Well, I was about to say, yeah, the, a Bitcoin would be very, very... Uh, uh, vulnerable to an EMP attack. And that was something me and you were talking a little off air on. If we did have an EMP attack, which you think seem to think the North Koreans, if they get real feisty, that somehow they would have a, the capability in a satellite to hit us. And would it take a year for us to rebuild the grid here? I don't know. Maybe not. But um, what, I think I wouldn't a month put us out of commission. My, my wife went, went a little bit stir-crazy when we went, were out... Uh, without Comcast for four days. We had power, but no cable, and she was going a little nutty. I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic by describing no, it, but I it was, understand. you know. We would, we would be in a situation that uh, 99.9% of the people, in my opinion, would have no clue how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no clue. I mean, you basically need to have, like, the generators at home would be able to, you know, if you run out of gas, which, you know, a lot of the, the fuel, right, the fuel supplies, uh, you'd have to have a lot of gas at home. You'd have to either that or have a lot of battery power. This would be an argument for solar power, wouldn't oh. it? At least the oh, yeah. sun wouldn't yeah. go away, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, Wind uh, in theory, I guess. But we're, we're going both routes to sort of speak up. But, you know, it's... Uh, and you would go to the mountains or highland. I think I would go to the beach if I if I could get there. I, I would I would love to have that that natural boundary of of water uh, or the mountains. You would certainly want to get the hell out of the cities, right? The, uh, Anything with lots of people, you would want to be. 
Yeah, the uh, the problem is, will your car start? There's there's uh, you can read two different stories on your car. You can uh, and it, when it's if it's a made after '95 or something like most cars made after is it '85? Wow, so you're, I mean, almost anybody that, that's been driving in the past decade is going to be screwed. Yeah, but then again, there, there are also people that say, oh, no, they tested them, and the newer the car, even though they have more electronics, you may see some flashing lights that bother you, but they should start. It'll still work, right? Well, and, and there may be a way to disable. I mean, you could get some of these car, uh, you know, like specialized mechanics, and perhaps they are able to, to reroute uh, around some of the electronics. Well, the is, and I've thought about, I don't know. I, I can't decide how serious I am or not. But uh, you can buy, like, uh, it's the, you know, it's not like when I was working on cars as a teenager. You know, the first thing you do now, you unplug the computer and plug in your computer. To see what the what the code is, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can buy those new computers um, that would fit Explorers or fit mm-hmm. any car. You know, right. whatever your car make or model is, you can buy it and replace it without too much trouble. Um, I just haven't decided whether I want to spend the money to do that or not. And, I don't know. I, you know, there are a lot of things to worry about, and I'm not sure. Even Kim Jong-un knows that he would be nothing. He wouldn't even be a puff of dirt if he ever did anything. <laughs> he wouldn't even be a cheese puff. But uh, I guess the, the danger in that would be if he attacked uh, Japan or South Korea. That could get us embroiled. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Greg's List. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Oh, and welcome back to Greg's List Live. You are listening to us. We're coming at you. It's finally starting to, uh, the leaves are starting to turn, which, as we found out last week, is due to the lack of photosynthesis and shorter days. And also the fact that it gets colder. You, you, you conceded me. You conceded me that a little bit, right, David? Okay, because I, I certainly wouldn't want to argue with a farmer, but I just grew up always hearing that the the freeze is what you know makes the leaves turn. I mean, now this the is difference between freeze and they they start changing color long before a freeze. Well, it, we may have a freeze this weekend, though. Yeah. We uh, thank you, Al Gore, for bringing us some global cooling. But uh, I always thought that basically when they started to die, but the more where that article you sent me was very fascinating. And uh, in case you missed our uh, scintillating discussion last week, we were talking about why the leaves changed colors. And I said, well, if we get a few more nights of this cold weather, they'll be changing real quick. And David corrected me off air. He didn't embarrass me in front of my legions of listeners and corrected me and said, no, it's actually because of the, the daylight getting shorter. And then he actually sent me a scientific article that backed up his theory. And he's also been in farming. So, uh, but his scientific article also said due to cooler temps. So it's it's interesting. It's basically the breakdown of chlorophyll. You didn't know you're going to get the botany hour today when you tuned in, right? But uh, yeah. So, but it did say that the majority of it was from shorter days, and we have our daylight savings time, which will be ending in a couple of weeks. But anybody in the state of Georgia or, or in the southeast, really, will be able to tell you the days have been getting a lot shorter. I mean, it's like dark at, at 7.45 a.m. now, right? I mean, you wake up at 6 at least. Are you up early? You're up at like 5 or 4? Okay, so it's pitch black. It's pitch black at 4 a.m. anyway, so you, you don't know. But it's 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 another four hours before you get daylight here, huh? <laughs> yeah, my photosynthesis doesn't work at all. <laughs> yep. Well, so uh, Hillary's book, What Happened, has been out for a whole month now. David, I know you have a autographed copy of it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, she has decided she's not going to return uh, any of the campaign donations from disgraced producer Harvey Weinstein. Uh, instead, Clinton's going to use the donations to prop up sales of her book in hopes of making it the top seller of 2017. Harvey now, really. You know what ne- her next book is? Uh, it's called The Night Mommy Went to Jail. It's an autobiography. No, it's, uh, well, before, <laughs> the one right before that is Who Didn't I Blame? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a very long book. Yeah. That that one is like longer than Atlas Shrugged. Ayn Rand would be very jealous of how long and lengthy that book is. But uh, the funny thing is, in the book, Bill Clinton basically told her not to put it out. It said it made her look desperate and bewildered angry and confused and that those were poor qualities for a person who aspired to be a world leader i don't think bill clinton senile everybody was saying he had lost a step but he sounds pretty spot on with that did you know that her i'm with her campaign bill clinton actually had that same slogan during his tenure in the white house but his was like i'm with her and her and her and her and her and her so i thought that was an interesting little little known fact for you but uh you know, we talked a little bit last week about the Boy Scouts, and it seems like that story's, again, our attention spans in this country are very short, aren't they? I mean, that was like, everybody was talking about that for 20 to 4 to 48 hours. I had a show about it, which I thought was a good show, two Eagle Scouts, two generations of people, and I uh, got some really positive feedback from people that actually learned a lot about the issue, and this week, we're not even talking about it. 
<laughs> it's easy come, easy go in this world, isn't it? Well, I personally don't agree with it, but that's, that's an either Well, you know, we found out that when you lose 35% of your membership over 10 years, it's kind of hard to keep the kicker all, the, is, all uh, the monies that uh, were coming in. The uh, And I wasn't going to argue with either one of your guests or your telephone guests or anybody, actually. <laughs> but many years ago when the station first started, we were doing, we offered and started a Boy Scout show. I mm. thought it would be cool. <laughs> and Really? Uh, when, when, when was that? Was it during, well, I've been doing this in the past five or six years? No, it was in 2000, it would have been in about 2008 or nine, something like that. Okay, so and right before my, my time yeah, began here. I went here. out to your friend's council thing out in Marietta, whether the, or on 75 or okay. that area. Yeah, or that's a big uh, yeah. big so gathering. I go out and talk to them, and I said, you know, and there's a possibility that kids could get the merit badge. And, you know, I found out why the Boy Scouts were not doing well. Um, quite frankly... I can't address every place else. I can address okay. that. Just the one that Very you were. poor leadership. Okay. I'm offering a diamond, and they turn it into sand. Um, <laughs> they were, I found it very interesting. They were totally uncoordinated. They couldn't, I ran the show for like three and a half months and said, I can't put up with this. This is crazy. So the, all the um, troops there were just having trouble getting it, it organized? Was, or The whole thing was a cluster. Um, <coughs> It was bad. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll offer it to the Girl Scouts and come to find out all of those organizations, Campfire Girls, Girls Brownies, Scouts, Brownies, yeah. you know, anything you mention, and, and same way with Cub Scouts and all mm-hmm. that. And, and by the way, I'm not anti any of them. I think Boy Scouts uh, uh, could be good. But it was like in my case with the Boy Scouts, when I first got into Boy Scouts, we had a fantastic uh, scoutmaster. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just super. Just Johnny on the spot, so to but speak. But he was, he was getting old, and he retired after I'd been in a couple of years. I may have driven him crazy. I don't know. But anyway, he retired, and we got a <laughs> we got, we got the epitome of a movie scoutmaster. You know, a Jerry Lewis scoutmaster or... I, I can't remember. Do you remember some of the guys that used to play scoutmasters that, you know, had the whistle and the, and always wore the shorts and thought that <laughs> thought that they were King Kong or something? Oh yeah, I mean like like actors and stuff, yeah, or just yeah. people. I mean that's like a caricature of American society, right? Yeah, you know, Where they got the gym shorts up, yeah. the whistle, and you know the bullhorn. Yeah, I, this, I, was, this was our Barney Fife, right? The, exactly. yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it didn't take me long to say. You know, I ain't having the fun I had a couple of years ago. <laughs> this this is not. I don't want to sit and listen to him tell you how to carve wood. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I remember I did the Pinewood Derby. I was a Cub Scout. I got up to the wee below ranks, uh, which is um. I and I didn't realize, and uh, Stephen, uh, Aaron, our guest uh, on the show last week, I didn't realize it that. that you didn't have to do both. I thought you had to go to Cub Scouts, go through that, and then you started Boy Scouts. But no, apparently, no, I just started Boy Scouts. Apparently, you don't. So, I, but I did the Cub Scouts, and that was the Pinewood Derby. And 
I, I'm poor dad. He was, he, we were working on that car for, I mean, 48 straight hours. And, and I mean, I, I got smoked. You know, they let you, they let you race twice in case you, you don't do too good uh, or do too well. So listen to my English there. Uh, unless you don't, if you don't do well, there's like the consolation run for all the losers. And I even lost that one. And I felt bad because I, th- I think that's a source of pride for the fathers. Cause, uh, cause I'm like, I didn't make it. He made it. He made that thing, you know. I didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. And uh, he was, I think it's kind of a source of pride for the fathers to be like, yeah, you know, my, my son's the winning Pinewood Derby or, you know, what are they, the soapbox derby stuff, I guess, gets a little bit uh, older. But you basically have proved that you're an engineering whiz if you can win that thing. There's also the sailboat regatta. And my boat didn't do too well either. I think it's because I didn't have any interest in making um, any of the projects. And my dad was like, God, I, I, my son can't go out and embarrass himself completely. We've got to get something out there for him. I probably should have just made mine look really scary and just said, look, I just wanted to get into the newspaper for having the weirdest looking car. I don't care how I did. But, you know, we went... Um, you know, pretty normal as far as colors and and themes go, and unfortunately, I just I just didn't have a winning car or boat. But luckily, that didn't set me back in the game of life. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't think so. I think uh, you know, on your resumes now that you put out, they don't really care how your sailboat regatta finished up or your Pinewood Derby. Although that stuff is televised now. It's like the damn spelling bees, right? You get all these kids on there, and they're spelling words that are 37 letters long, and they're on ESPN doing it. That's pretty impressive. The Pinewood Derby stuff, that's on TV now. Perhaps if I had been on TV back in those days, might have taken a little bit more time with my car. But I don't know. So today is my eight-year wedding anniversary to my wife so we are actually uh That's good to your wife I'm not she it's been wife. eight amazing years for her and um eight equally incredible uh years for me so i, I dropped by her work today and uh, delivered some flowers and basically embarrassed her at the office which is uh i think that's what men are supposed to do isn't it i don't know <laughs> where it is i get what are you doing here uh, well, luckily she was upstairs e- eating lunch, and I got to explain who I was. They were like, "Oh, you're here to see Laura." I, I think I, I am. Say I'm the delivery boy. <laughs> well, I should have done that. I probably should have just taken off my coat and tie and put on a t-shirt and been like, "Special delivery for Laura," you know. But then, if she had caught me doing that, that would have been, "Lucy, you've got some explaining to do, okay?" <laughs> oh goodness. Oh man. So you know. The uh, we were talking a little bit about this Clinton fiasco. A lot of people don't think that she's going to serve any time. They think that she's going to get off scot free. Well, Husband, don't you don't think she'll serve any time? I mean, she should. No, I, listen, but, I'd be glad to pull the key that locked the cell. You think you they'll know? get off? I mean, and people are like, "Why do you keep talking about her? She lost." Well, she keeps inserting herself into the discussion. If she had just ridden off quietly into that good night, I probably wouldn't bring her up. Speaking of inserting yourself into the discussion. Where is this going? (laughs) I about fell out of the chair. When your buddy, Jimmy, at 910, offered to go to North Korea, he's such a negotiator, Ah. did such a fine job with Iran, 
that, oh, yeah, Jimmy, I think that's a great idea. Let's send you to North Korea. Yeah, you can talk to him. Well, it's been an interesting uh, fortnight for him, though. He actually came out in defense of Donald Trump, though. Yeah. Uh, like five or six very ebullient phrases and condemning the media for their treatment of Trump. And if you uh, do any kind of research on it, Donald Trump, the negative news against him is overwhelmingly out there. It's like 96% of the news is negative, even when we've got some positive news going right now. Yeah, so it was Lillian's idea. She and Jimmy just wanted to take a trip. Well, I was going to say, North Korea, I don't care what time of year it is, it's really not that scenic of a country. Uh, Unless you, I mean, you almost have to be a prepper to live there. Could right? You, could you see them coming in? It's Tim. We don't want them. Send them back <laughs> to the U.S. We don't want them. I mean, the last place I would ever go voluntarily is North Korea. Well, let's go ahead and take our uh, midpoint break here. I believe Melissa Allen is here. Hey! Yay! Hello! I made it! Welcome back. <laughs> so you're here at a perfect time. All right. And we're getting ready to take our midpoint break. And you've already brightened up the room already. <laughs> Deadly Crimson, Melissa Allen, the star of Naked and Afraid from Panama. The jungles. We get to hear all about that exciting stuff. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Thanks. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem. You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
And welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism only on America's web, radio.com. I know y'all are sick and tired of politics. In fact, 95% of news coverage is political, but you can't tell me that 95% of people care about politics like we think they do. Melissa Lellins here, Deadly Crimson. Yes. I remember I called you Red Crimson the other day on a text. You're like, no, it's deadly. I said, Red Crimson is like calling yourself Lobster Lobster. It would be very redundant. But in it. Well, I, I actually, and it's really funny because when I thought of the name, um, the serum that Crimson ends up using on herself is, is originally is a blue serum. Okay. Um, so it, it regenerates muscle tissue um, in the wound in soldiers, things like that. But what happens is she actually uses a red serum on now, her. Now, Deadly Crimson is a character that, that Melissa has created. We might yes. need to preface that. That's true. Okay. It, for those who do not know, Deadly Crimson is, um, originally it was a feature-length film, and I actually turned that into a six-issue comic book. Um, the first issue is coming out in February, cool. um, and uh, it's been picked up for six issues. Now, are the, you the writer of yes. it? Yes. Okay, so you're so the, the 100% yes. producer, concept, illustrator. Creator, no. Okay. <laughs> I do not draw. Well, Mo- model for the character? I'm learning a little bit about <laughs> drawing, but there is no way. My artist, um, his name is David Cooper. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He does all of my illustrations. Um, if you go to DeadlyCrimson.com or if you go to Deadly Crimson's Facebook page, you can see a couple of those um, illustrations yep. that he's brought to life. And I posted your com- your, your costume from uh, Dragon Con. <laughs> yes, and I went to Comic Con as a professional. In I've San been Diego, yeah, right? yeah for three years, so it's it's really amazing. Um, so I'm out promoting. Um, I'm actually going to be dressing up as her for Halloween this really? year. Really crazy? Of course. Where'd you get that idea from? <laughs> right, know. like who I mean, had you're that outfit already? Marketing yourself. So <laughs> who had that outfit? So let's get back to naked and afraid. Yes. Uh, last time I had you on, you had you had survived already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode was delayed, actually, significantly. Um, I guess just from editing and whatever their schedule is, because it's on a show called Discovery Channel. Pretty right. sure y'all have heard it. And you had been to, you could tell me that you were sent to Panama, so I was able to, to divulge that much information. But we had no idea uh, how cool it was. And you were you paired with a Marine. Yes. And an you would ex-marine. normally think as a, a South Carolina a South Carolina native like you are, Southern gal and a Marine that mm-hmm. okay, that works out pretty good. People in the South tend to really love the, the military and that sh- that should be a good working tandem, but things didn't go exactly as planned, did they? Right, they didn't. <laughs> and the crazy thing is is I went out there knowing that this was gonna be the worst thing in my entire life. I went out there going this was gonna be an, the most crazy experience. Um, and I just wanted to have a partner to rely on. Um, at the end of the day, there's no camera crew. It's just you and him. It's just you, nature, the wilderness, and you have to rely on each other. You know, you you live off of each other's energies, basically. Now, you said there's no camera crew. Are y'all filming yourselves, or is there people in the woods, kind of? Well, okay, so nine to five, like typical hours, you're, you're, you have a camera crew following you. Okay. So there's, you know, uh, the producer, the camera crew, the sound guy. After that, you're literally out there by so yourself. You're camping in the woods by yourself with this complete with your stranger homemade shelter and, mil- and millions of bugs right <laughs> right <laughs> millions of bugs um the really cool thing um that i actually did before i went is i did a couple of weeks of garlic pills so i no. took a whole 30-day supply of is garlic that to keep the mosquitoes from mm-hmm. wanting to bite you? is it like garlic is poisonous to vampires and also <laughs> mosquitoes also mosquitoes now you know what was really interesting on your show is uh you lost 26 pounds. Yes, I did. And did you 
eat some weird... Did you fatten yourself up before you went? I did. Okay. I no. gained 20 pounds before... What, now, what oh, were you God. trying... What were you eating? Wasn't it like peanut oil or something? Yeah, or? so I was doing coconut oil. Coconut oil, that's um, it. Peanut butter. Um, it was like a, pre, a piece of pizza after every meal? Like, <laughs> is that what you were trying to do? Well, I try not to do the fatty fats. Like, okay. I try to do the healthy fats. So I would do eggs with avocado. Okay. Um, so you went like millennial. I'm going to have avocado <laughs> and eggs, right? On toast. <laughs> whites. Egg whites. <laughs> <laughs> That's the protein stuff there, right? So, so you fattened yourself up. I did. So yeah. you did, you weren't worried about the perfect bikini bod. No, of course, of course, I am. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to go on the show and you know be twenty pounds heavier than what I normally am. But at the end of the day, it is a survival situation. Yep. And if I'm just saying, if we were going out in a survival situation, we don't want to fatten ourselves up beforehand yeah, and so live off of that. that. Now, did you when, when you signed this contract mm-hmm. and literally? Signing your your life away, certainly your sanity for twenty one days. <laughs> um, do they say, hey, there's some best practices here, some tips from previous, or were you just smart and savvy enough as a southern girl? Probably would help if I had a few extra pounds on me. Did you think of that, or did you did where you said, hey, this you might want to do this? Well, okay, so me being a female and you know being in the industry that I am, of course, that was the last thing that I really, really wanted to do. Um, what woman in their right mind wants to go and gain 20 pounds and go on a show naked and, and no take ma- off and your no, clothes? And no makeup. Right? And take off your clothes in front of everybody, mm-hmm. national TV in front of actually the entire world because I think it's been aired everywhere now. Yep. Um, but what woman in the right mind? Except wa- in some Arab countries that don't like naked redheads. <laughs> hey, why wouldn't <laughs> they like me? Well, they actually would. The males wouldn't. It's the, uh, the Sharia people. That <laughs> um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, what woman you know, would want to do that. Right. Um, but I took advice. Um, I actually worked with a trainer um, in Tennessee. Okay. And uh, uh, Big Pig Outdoors. And I actually worked with him, and he suggested to do all this. Um, he suggested to do it the healthy way, which was natural fats, avocados, coconut oil. And, you know, I mean, of course, I took his, his, his advice, and I did. And I'm really thankful that I did um, because out there it was rainy season. There was not a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. It, was, um, it was a little bit more... More difficult to hunt than you would think. Yeah, and it was. you guys had even more rain than normal, right? Yes. Didn't it rain? You said that. So, so basically, break it down. I know most of your fans have seen it probably many multiple <laughs> times, but you were there for twenty-one days. Yes. Your partner Jeff, the ex-marine, lasted seven days. Yes. And well, he, he was out there he, actually fourteen days. He was, so he was, oh, he was there for fourteen. Two, okay, two so, weeks. And, I was but there he for started three going weeks. crazy after like the first week. Like, a little bit like, here's Johnny from The Shining. <laughs> he was going crazy, like, after day two, day two. honestly. <laughs> he was, like, ready to tap out. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you keep him um, for around? I mean, did he get... And I know I've seen you guys have actually kind of um, talked back and forth on Facebook a little bit in some comment section. And it looks like, I mean, y'all will probably never be best buddies, but um, it looks like he's like, man, she, she really did it. And I, you know, his 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 attitude looks like it's much improved. I think once he got back home and was able to watch TV, it probably improved significantly. Um. I guess so. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Are you deferring on that one? That's fair. <laughs> but uh, so he's th- so it, it, having a difficult partner, and I guess you know he was gone for a week, but maybe ten days of him being there, being annoying. I don't know. Was it better to be alone? Uh, yeah, actually, um, <laughs> af- after everything was done and he left. Um, 
I had such a, a, a much better experience. Mm-hmm. It it was the negativity can actually weigh everything down. Um, I wasn't able to do anything because it was kind of like I was walking on eggshells the entire time I was out there. Because you were afraid that you'd set him off. Yeah, or... I would. I would upset him, or this would happen. And so the entire time after he left, I made a bed. I cleaned out everything in the shelter, all <laughs> the muddy stuff and the gross stuff, and I made a bed. And you know, I mean, I was able to get. We had these oranges, and they were like maymays. The only part you could actually eat was uh, the pulp around the seed. Okay. Um, but it, I mean, it was a, it was good. And that was something that was growing within walking distance of your camp. Yes. So there was a huge tree, and when I say huge, I mean hundreds of feet tall is the tree that the fruit re- resides on. Okay. But the crazy thing is, is the animals. If there was anything that would fall to the ground, the animals would get it before we would. <laughs> So, and so we were climb the tree. we were fighting, yeah, fighting. Well, I made a suggestion um, to cut down a, a small tree and make a little fork at the end, and then that way we can use that prong and get the you know the fruit off. The so tree. basically, something you made a tool so you could knock the right. fruit off. Okay. Right, exactly. Um, they didn't actually show this on the episode, um, but after he left, I when I suggested it, he turned it down. He said no. Why would he say no? Um, we did a couple of other options that he wanted to do. Okay. Anyway, and so. So afterwards, I did it, and I got, like, seven fruit off the tree, which in the scene, you actually see me with a whole bunch of fruit in a pot where I boiled the water and was drinking it um, to remind me of coffee because I love coffee. (laughs) Um, But uh, that was actually after I got, like, seven fruits off the trees by using that prong. You know, is that pretty stick- much what you ate? The fruit and were you eating bugs? I can't remember if you were. Yeah, well, you caught a couple critters. I yeah, remember. I did. I went out, um, <laughs> caught a snake by myself. That was actually <laughs> that big fight that we had. Was I went out hunting all morning? Went out hunting. Went out and, and was gone all morning, and then came back and then just told him to go get firewood so I could go ahead and start skinning mm-hmm. the snake. That's when we got into a huge fight. Um, so when I was actually chatting, I almost said and then I went hunting and then that's when he threw the fire starter at me and Mm. the rest is history. (laughs) I was about to say it's uh, one of those things where watching it on TV I'm sure that they they wanted to to capture the drama of it but it also was probably even worse in reality from what was on TV because I saw some of your back issues as well and Mm -hmm. um, have you're you're now in a a, a, like a fraternity of survivors right? Yeah so we have our own survivor page go survivors (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know so what, what is the breakdown of, uh, I know there's been some where the people have gone and there's just been too many mosquitoes and both of them have had to tap out. Even the producers are like, okay, you got to go. You have dysentery right now. You, you got to yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the percentage of survivors? This is probably what, season four? Uh, actually, so it's in uh, season eight. Season eight. Jeez. Yeah, season Is it on two times a year, though? Do they have those? So they have the XL as well. Okay. So I was going to say, it hasn't been out eight years, has it? Uh, if it has, then that's cool. I mean, I I don't think maybe quite eight years. Okay. Maybe they, they may ran have run like some some mm-hmm. seasons that are like okay. Here's Discovery's season one. a little iffy with their um, uh, with their episodes yeah, and their seasons. Yeah, because yours had been f- finished for uh, for a year almost, and you were supposed to have your premiere in uh, April, and then it got pushed to. Um, 
anyway, it got pushed yeah. back several months yeah. at least, exactly. maybe even up to a year. Yeah, it got pushed back. Um, I filmed 2015 in May 2015, okay. and then it aired in uh, April wow. of 2017. Okay, so, so that's how long. Two years. Yeah, so you had almost forgotten all about your experience, right? <laughs> do, you, do you have nightmares still, or what's no. any any PTSD from it? No, no. no. Okay. I, I take it as it is. I take it as a life challenge. You learn from it. You grow from it. And then you move on. Yeah. And you had survival. Uh, your score went up. How do they determine your score? Did they look at you and say, you ever been camping? You're like, yeah, like with the girls or whatever. <laughs> is that because they, ha- they had you lowly rated. They had him rated because I guess obviously people in the military, they're, right. they're naturally going to start off a little higher grade than, than the average person. But his dropped and yes. yours went up over seven. And it was, I've watched the show enough times to know that seven is like, okay, this girl can pretty much survive anything. Well, and and the thing is, is we actually take a primitive skill test before uh, we are, before we leave, basically. So we take a primitive skill test. Written test or? Um, It's it's actually uh, through Skype, through an instructor, and we take a test. Um, That test actually determines our score. Okay. Uh, We don't know what it is originally, and then we end up, uh, uh, you know, Going through the mm-hmm. whole emotions of the of the show, and then that's when gotcha. they finalize All it. Right, well, let's go ahead and take our uh, our break here. We'll be back with another segment with the wonderfully talented Melissa Ellen, and maybe if a couple of your uh, your friends have a couple questions or comments, we yeah. can we can get to them on the uh, Facebook hi, Live segment. I appreciate you guys listening to Greg's List. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Question anyway. So we're back on Greg's List here with Melissa Ellen, the star and survivor of Naked and Afraid in the Jungles of Panama, the Panamanian jungles. Uh, so you were there 21 days, uh, seven days without a partner, really. So even so, at night you were there completely by yourself. The yes. camera crews were there during the daylight hours so right. at night. But I mean, you probably at that point just got into a routine. H- how long after you got back did it take for you to feel normal? 
Um, actually, when I got back, the the one thing I wanted was Krispy Kreme donuts. So that was the thing that if you could have like phoned a friend, yeah, give me glazed donuts, <laughs> hot ones. Now I wanted hot Krispy Kreme donuts, and the reason why is um, the fire the firewood that we used. We actually used some some wood from the May May tree. Okay, and for some reason, it smelled like Krispy Kreme donuts like every single night, <laughs> and I just wanted Krispy Kreme. Donuts so badly, um, but I settled with pancakes. Okay, um, IHOP or where'd you? Go? We actually went to IHOP, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was twelve o'clock at night whenever I landed, so it was pretty okay. late. I'd been traveling all, you know, I'd just spent twenty-one days out in the jungle, of course. Um, and they so, fly you back. I mean, so basically, at the end of her episode, she mm-hmm. goes to the the pickup, and that's kind of like I guess the last day. They say, okay, you need to walk to the pickup spot. So it's kind of like, oh, I've still got a hell of a hike, like a ten. 10 mile how, how far that was a hike I mean yeah um, I, it took me half a day um, I got to the hotel it was around <clears throat> 3 o'clock in the afternoon and okay. we started but you got to the, you got to the pickup spot and mm-hmm. the jeep you were like oh my yes. god I'm here early or they're not here then the jeep pulls up yes. and I mean you just went crazy yeah oh yeah, yeah. of course so what was that like um, when I actually, because I did not know if I was in the right spot, um, there was a couple of hills, and I felt <clears> turned around. I didn't know if I was still. I remember you were looking at the map and like, yeah. I don't know if I'm in the. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, you don't even understand when you're looking out, and all you can see is leaves and jungle and trees. <laughs> um, you are at that spot where you're like, I have no clue if I'm even going the right way anymore. Right. This leaf looks exactly like that leaf <laughs> over there. Like, <laughs> it looks exactly. That the spider same. is like that tarantula there, right? Okay. <laughs> it all looks the same. Um, so, I mean, I just kept going and, you know, kept focusing on what I was doing. And then finally, when I made it to that to that point, um, I didn't see anything. So mm-hmm. I literally thought I was going to have to hike back down that mountain. Ugh. And and then I heard I heard it come heard, up. And, oh, man. Oh, that was just the most amazing sound mm-hmm. I think I've ever heard in my entire so life. So you get to the hotel, immediate shower? Actually, okay. So I had to go to this like little small hotel um, that the that the crew kind of had their lunch at. Okay. Um, there was no hot water. I didn't have any soap. I didn't have any shampoo. Okay. Um, so I just rinsed off really fast, put on my clothes, um, <laughs> and then I went to the hotel with all my stuff. Now, how about ba- you got hit pretty bad with bug bites? Yeah. I, I remember the, you. The were end. Welts. Yes. Yeah. So what what, what were those like uh, mosquitoes mainly or what like other there were um, spider bites? Yeah, mostly mostly, but it was mostly on my legs. Okay. So, um, actually, it wasn't a lot uh, as bad as a lot of cast members that has been out there who has had the whelps. Okay. Um, mine was just basically on my legs. Okay. Um, and uh, whenever I got back, I actually spent a couple of days, you know, just interacting with my friends and you mm-hmm. know, be and then all of a sudden I got super sick. Um, I think just a, a, the adrenaline stopped and everything slowed down, mm. and I was on the couch for like three days. Oh my. And when I say on the couch, I mean I could not even. Lift I mean, up you my probably head. had sleep deprivation. Oh, I everything. can't imagine. Uh, you know, you. I guess when 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 your partner Jeff left, maybe it was probably slightly more relaxing, just knowing you weren't having to compete with somebody uh, every day just for basic, you know, some of the basic sustenance. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, when you when you went to sleep at night, could you get a sound sleep? Or were you exhausted enough where you could actually sleep? Or um, Well, I mean, 
As far as sleeping, that wasn't really an option because we had to keep the fire going like constantly all mm-hmm. night. It was constantly downpouring, raining. And when I say like raining, like monsoon raining. Like these raining. are deluges of yes. rain coming down. I mean, the rivers were coming. <laughs> when the river? Yeah, twice. Yeah. I had a flood twice. And, you know, the stream just came up. Like, it was a yeah. small stream and yeah. then all of a sudden it was we a huge saw, river. Yeah, I was watching the challenge. You needed a paddle and a canoe, right? <laughs> Uh, so so you so you basically didn't sleep is what you're saying? Yeah, or? I really didn't sleep. Um, my adrenaline was going the entire time. And actually, someone asked me, um, what was the moment that scared me the most when I was out there? Um, I think that that moment was when I heard a puma um, 15 feet away from our shelter. And literally, the only thing that was blocking them was leaves, you know, mm. between <laughs> myself and a puma. And I don't know if you've ever heard a puma up close, it's but... A, it's a big jungle cat, it's like, basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you do not want to hear that. Like, you, when you when it's pitch black, it's yeah. dark, um, you put your well, hand... Well, apparently you would have tasted like garlic anyway. So. <laughs> he would have been like, ah, never mind, spit you out. <laughs> hey, that was, that was my point. <laughs> I wanted to be as unappetizing as possible in case my partner turned into a vampire, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. I guess that's why I was unappetizing to my partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't like me. <laughs> Smell like garlic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you just too high energy for him, right? I mean, you were there. What did they call you? The a perky Southern blonde, a, a, per- a perky uh, Southern, southern girl. girl, Southern girl, yeah. a perky Southern girl perky. pairs with a. Uh, an ex-marine. <laughs> yeah, that was the description on Discovery because when I, I, I screenshot that picture over right. uh, before your premiere, I said, hey, they, I guess you're the perky Southern girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I am. <laughs> I, I think we all know that I'm the perky Southern right, girl. <laughs> right. So uh, you missed uh, donuts, pancake, coffee. Coffee must have oh, been something coffee, you were like. yes. Oh, Did yeah. that wake you up from your three-day slumber when you were just basically passed out on your couch? Oh yeah, so um, it didn't actually wake me up though. I just I didn't even want coffee. That's how that's how much I just wanted to lay there mm. and not even lift up my hand. Um, I was actually staying over at a friend's house at the time, and um, some of my girlfriends came over, and we didn't have you know alcohol or anything like that to put on, like say my bug bites and stuff. Mm. So she actually got vodka <laughs> and started rubbing it on <laughs> on my on my bites. That's what they did in the medieval times. So. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So you had uh, some friends pick you up at the airport. I saw right. that. That was a nice little reunion. Yeah. You, you weren't even able to tell them. Like, I'm sure you talked to them as soon as you landed, but they didn't even know where you were. Right? Uh, did, they did. They, yeah, my close, close friends knew. Oh, you did? Yeah. You were because I to had to have someone that was on my emergency contact. Okay. Um, and actually, I had a couple of people that were on my emergency contact. Okay. So um, you, you had, I, I so did let a couple a, people know. There was a couple people. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's And cool. they all signed non-disclosure agreements. So <laughs> they signed the NDAs. They and, sure uh, did. Well, hell, by the time your episode came out, it was two years later, right? Yeah. So you were like... Yeah, you know, on to something else. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clearly. So, well, that's uh, that's such a neat, uh, neat experience, and again, something that you know the average person looks at that is like, how do they even find people like that? Has that been able to help? Your career, because like you said, well, you know, a, a female in, in acting mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't want to be, you know, full Monty with no makeup in the middle of the jungle. But right. I would say, hell, this woman's great for stunts. I mean, I, I, I think it could really show that, you know, she's pretty much going to do anything for, uh, uh, you know, her career as far as survival mode. Yeah, I certainly yeah. don't mean in a negative manner like that. But uh, has it helped um, helped you kind of get roles or get, get your foot in the door anywhere? Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like the biggest challenge um, that I had, even before I took on Naked and Afraid, was sometimes we get in our heads so much and we doubt ourselves, and we're we're our biggest critics. 
So, you know, a lot of times I would get an audition or I would get, um, I would actually get a role sometimes and I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do it because, you know, that person is so much better or they're better looking or they're skinnier or, or whatever the case may be. And, and the thing that I took away after doing Naked and Afraid is you can do anything that you set your mind to. And no matter how, um, how you compare yourself to other people, it, it does not matter. What matters in the end of the day is that you're out there and you're doing it. It doesn't matter if you get a no. It doesn't matter anything else. It just matters what you feel in the moment and how you feel and how you react um, and that you're actually out there doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, were you compensated? Oh, yeah. For, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, do you get a bonus for surviving? Uh, you get your entire um, do you get a do you get a I lived bonus? <laughs> I get a lot of appearances and you know things like this because I survived. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, do they have like okay if you go one if you last one week you get this much? Do they yeah. Stagger? So okay. so what happens is you have a contract amount, um, and if you last a certain amount of days, you only get a per diem of that. Okay. So if you last eight days, you get a per diem of eight days. Okay. Um, and it's definitely not as good. So they'll basically break it down. They say right. here here's your compensation twenty one. Uh, days, right. and if you last ten days or what? Okay, so yeah. that's that's cool. And then I guess airfare and all that stuff. Is oh yeah, too. they cover they cover okay. all that. Now go back. I wanted to. I want you to talk about Deadly Crimson real quick sure. before we go. Go back to. So you took a test over Skype. Like it was like a personal interview for your survival? Yeah, fitness? for my PSR. Okay. So uh, PSR is your primitive skill rate. Okay, so what did they, but was it, they just asked you questions for like an hour or did they ask you to tie knots and stuff? Uh, well, I actually had to do that um, on video okay. and then send them that. Okay. Um, so th- this so is they after kinda, they, right. they scout you out and oh, yeah. they do some due diligence to make sure you're not going to just completely oh, sure. flip out. For sure. Okay. And um, I, I'll actually be honest, um, I did my PSR test and actually failed the first time. That's a secret. (laughs) Well, you certainly didn't fail in the game of life. I didn't. um, (laughs) But I did go in and refresh on my skills uh, in Tennessee. I went and learned. Boot camp. Boot camp survival. (laughs) Oh, my phone died. Sorry, guys. Um, But, um, but yeah, I went and, you know, refreshed on a lot of my skills and uh, took the test again. And then, of course, you know, I passed it. But, yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, listen, so we got a couple minutes left. Deadly Crimson, uh, that sounds like that's coming out live. Now, that's a comic book. Does that mean it'll be in stores or people buy it online? Uh, it will actually um, have distribution right now through stores uh, first. Um, I am going to be launching the pre-sale soon. I know I've been saying this since, like, <laughs> September. It's um, been pre-sold for quite a while now. <laughs> yeah, so my pre-sales are coming out. It's just that the the uh, my distribution and everything doesn't start until February. Okay. And I just want to make sure that everyone gets a great experience not waiting a long time to get their book. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want to go ahead and start pre-sales for probably about 60 days. So you'll have 60 days, um, and I'm going to be sending out a lot of really cool rewards when you get it, since you're going to pre-buy it, um, which is really great. I have some awesome stuff, like um, I'm actually painting a picture of Crimson and doing it myself and autographing okay. it. Oh, cool. um, I'm going to be doing a lot of autographing the books. Um, I, I have a lot of like cups and I'm t-shirts. hoping your host gets a, a free autograph. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, we're going to definitely do uh, that. I'll the, the promos on that going and I was so excited to hear about your new project which I don't know some people may watch a, a, a certain show that comes on on Sunday nights mm-hmm. uh, you know TWAD I don't know if you'd have anything to do with that but just stay tuned for that which I, I think I'm excited to, to, to see that oh uh, yeah can't talk about out. it too much yet but 
uh, TWD. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> lot of cool <laughs> projects, and I uh, I'm very happy to be able to kind of circle back because a lot of times you know you'll see guests come on these morning shows or these shows, and they'll have okay I, I'm going to be on this show Naked and Afraid, and then you never have the follow up episode. Right. That's yeah. we don't do that here at Greg's. So we actually finish follow the story. Melissa Lallen, thank you so much. Thank Deadly you. Crimson coming soon, and uh, we'll see you next week on Greg's List.